I'm Michael Kist of Bleeding Green Nation, and I invite you, gentle listener, to join us for the best analysis of the Super Bowl champion Philadelphia Eagles in the business. BGN Radio provides you with the most informative preview shows, and the Kist and Solak show dives deep into all the schemes and X and O details you could ever want. Plus discussions with the industry's brightest minds, including former NFL players and press conferences from the Eagles coaching staff to keep you up to date and informed every step of the way. Subscribe to Bleeding Green Nation today. Fly, Eagles, fly. going in just a second uh facebook live post game now tweet all right how many people we got in here all right give it a second let's give it a second what's up dan Uh, Hag and Mac did get smoked this game. It was a poor performance for them. Oh, okay, so it's filling up. Let's get started then. All right. Hey, everybody, how's it going? Well, that's good. Welcome to Broad Street Hockey Radio's Facebook Live post game. I'm Bill Matz. I'm your director of fun and games for the evening. That was a... um. That was a confidence-testing loss for the Flyers tonight. Uh, I thought they played well in the first, but the first was just choppy with all the penalty calls and even the penalty calls breaking up power plays. And just I thought it was a real choppy first period for both teams. Neither team could really get it going. Pittsburgh ends the period with that power play goal, but at no point do you think the Flyers are out of it early. Uh, They come out, they start the second period really, really strong. And it looked like, okay, yeah, okay, let's let's do it here. Let's do it. And, uh, you know, Travis Konechny just was a man on a mission in that second period. He looked outstanding, gets the goal. Uh, Voracek, and, um, Voracek and Patrick team up for a goal, I believe. It eventually got credited to uh, Voracek. Uh, I don't think Patrick touched it on its way in. I'm pretty sure they announced Voracek ended up being credited. Uh, yeah from Patrick. Okay, so they gave it to him on the redirect. Uh, and then it just kind of all fell apart. I, what was it, four unanswered for the uh, for the Penguins from basically, yeah, the halfway point of the second period on. Um, and Connor Sheary has those two. They're both kind of, oh, come on, goals. You know, uh, all alone down low on the one, uh, Manning too high in the zone. Nobody picked up for him as he was trying to create an outlet for, um, I believe it was Konechny uh, breaking out, but he really couldn't get the puck over to him. It gets turned over. There's nobody down low. And then uh, what was the second Sheary? Or I can't remember which was which, but the other Sheary goal was the uh, McDonald just decided to close his eyes and say, wake me up when this two-on-one is over. Um, he took away the passing lane by just laying down on the ice, uh, Crosby shot. He could have easily just sauced it over him because, you know, he's Sidney Crosby. He's in the NHL. That's not how you take away a passing lane in the NHL. But, yeah, it's a nice play for a high school kid, uh, but just an absolutely god-awful uh, two-on-one defense from uh, from McDonald. Mrazek left a bad rebound. Sheary puts it home. And then uh, Malkin gets the empty netter in the third period. So uh, kind of, to me, the tale of two games, I thought the first half of the game, the Flyers looked good. I was thinking, okay, the thing I'm going to open up, um, the thing I'm going to open up postgame with, regardless of the result after the first you know, 30 minutes of the game, was um, if this is a first-round playoff matchup, the Flyers are not, the Flyers are not outclassed by Pittsburgh, uh, two-time defending Stanley Cup champions. They are fully capable of beating them in a seven-game series. Uh, as the game went on, the issues that we talk about all the time reared their heads. Um, bottom six, just nothing, getting nothing out of the bottom six, and uh, mix that with coaching decisions. Uh, Hack is chasing a Philpola uh, third line versus the Crosby line all game. You have Couturier against Malkin's line, which makes sense because um, – you know, 
it's Couturier Malkin. It's a matchup that uh, Couturier has has done well in in the past, uh, but it kind of leaves the Crosby line if you're going to use a bottom six line out there to uh, to expose your depth, and that's what happened tonight. And of course, the bottom two defensive pairs did not disappoint either. Uh, Haig and McDonald on. I forget the – I can't remember who scored it on Pittsburgh. Um, but the goal from the point, it looked like Haig was coming in as if to get a tip on the play, like he was a forward. And McDonald just kind of, I don't know, went to try to uh, went to try to defend somebody but just got turned into his goalie rather than, you know, actually standing the guy up or, or anything. He just interfered with Morozik, basically bumped him. Uh, and that goal gets through. Uh, of course, you know, I mentioned the Manning play. Um, the two-on-one, don't get me wrong, McDonald absolutely played it terribly. But Haig can't get caught, and he absolutely needs to bust his ass better uh, to get back and try to, you know, try to try to catch the, the second guy on that play. It was all around just poor, poor play by the bottom half of the roster tonight, and that's what we get. You know, we end up, uh, let's look at it here. You know, Konechny has a goal. You know, Wayne Simmons is minus four tonight. Valtteri Filppula is minus three. Uh, that that can't be. You know that you can't have one line just get buried that way. It's 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 embarrassing. It's this uh something. This team, I think, first and foremost needs defensive depth. If that's Sandheim, if that's Moran, if it's maybe. You know, I'm I'm looking towards next year. Think, uh, I, you know, Sandheim should be up. We we've covered that. Uh, it's I, I can't say it anymore. It's it's very obvious. Um, but looking towards what this team needs because you can't add anything now other than um, you know, other than call ups. Looking at what this team needs going into next year, defensive depth is an issue. Um, if they're going to add Sandheim, if they're going to add Moran, maybe that makes them better. But they have to lose some of these guys who are killing them. You know, I like Haig. Maybe he'll develop into a more of a player. But what's he really do for them right now? He gets a lot of hits. That's that's who he, that's who he is. Uh, we've kind of been taking it easier on McDonald lately, but he just had one of those games where you go, bro, you know. You're killing me. You're killing me out there. And we all know, we all know, Brandon Manning is is an issue. All right, that's really all I have. I can't be too negative. Like I said uh, on BSH Radio this week, um, this is a team that loses in bunches since descent and uh, going back to the you know losing streak. They lost ten in a row, and then they go on the the awesome run from December fourth till the end of February, but. Even during that streak from, you know, December till the end of last month, um, they lost like eight games in two in two clear bunches of like four or five losses. So this is a team that just kind of loses in bunches and up against tougher teams right now. Uh, this losing streak has has an opportunity to kind of be stretched out. But I'm not all that worried in terms of uh, playoff positioning and this team kind of bouncing back at some point. Um, I tweeted out normally that stuff at the end of the game would bother me because, like, you showed – and I think Mike Milbury actually addressed it. And he's right. I'd normally say I agree with Milbury in this situation. I know it's it's tough to say you agree with Milbury ever. But uh, when you're not physical all game and you play the type of third period that the Flyers played, the Flyers did not play well. It was – I, you needed more out of them in the third period. I mean, Christ. What they gave you in the third period was borderline embarrassing. Um, when you're not physical all game, basically, and uh, you play the kind of third period they did, you know, uh, that little that little scuffle at the end of the game, I usually just call that, like, that's fake hustle. That's like, oh, let's show the coach we still have heart, kind of. Like, nah, man, you should have shown that when the clock was still ticking. Um but I'm, I'm thinking maybe, you know, with a game in Boston tomorrow, back end to back to backs, this is something that they can uh, maybe feed off of or rally around or just something to get the, the juices pumping because they got a quick turnaround and they got to go against, you know, one of the best teams in the East in Boston just tomorrow night. Uh, it's March. I keep looking at, yeah, Boston tomorrow, at Boston tomorrow night at 7 o'clock. So quick turnaround. All right, let's get to your stuff. Um all right, this is as far up as I can scroll, so let's start. I'm with uh, Devin Harrington. You get the first comment of the night. 
I'm super happy they're losing now. We'll be fine in April. Hey, let's hope, man. Let's hope. Opponents are weak in February. They were, but you still have to win. It, you know, there's there's a uh, the depth issues are showing themselves against these better teams. But I do believe it's not like it's not like they weren't. Uh, that only goes so far. McDonald is garbage. We need more cowbell. McDonald stinks. Philpola needs to be buried on the fourth line. I mean, I thought he was, but they've started, you know, using that line now. They've started using him as a 3C again, which I just... Morozik allows too many rebounds. You know, that was something that I started to see the last couple games. Like, oh, you know, he could have held on to that, I think. And uh, tonight, I don't know if he stopped one shot clean. I don't know if there was one shot that hit Morozik that he held on to. McDonald, Manning, and Gudis have been terrible lately, and Haig had a poor game. You can't win when it's uh, two pairs completely suck. I fully agree. Um, uh, Gudis, I started to see a little bit more of the aggressive good Gudis last game. I thought he came out aggressively tonight, and it just, uh, just I don't know. He just wasn't, it, he, did, he, he didn't make an impact after the first period, I didn't think. Are we still going to make the playoffs? Yeah, they're still going to make the playoffs. How does uh, Lion not get a shot after that? Uh, I, to not play Lion on Sunday was absolutely ridiculous to me. Haig will be better next year. Jesus, the comments are just coming in really fast. You need to stop talking to Eagles players and let Flyers play. That has that has nothing to do with it. Unmotivated in the third? I don't know if it was unmotivated. They just played like shit. It's not all Morozik when you have defensive breakdowns and lack of effort. Morozik is not the problem tonight. No, I, I, I don't believe Morozik is the problem tonight. Uh, the two-on-one, the rebound, he probably could have controlled. But when you have a, a defenseman sliding towards you and you're being backed up by, you know, Sidney Crosby, one of the greatest players of all time, uh, on a two-on-one, it's he was off balance, moving backwards there. But he needs to control that rebound. Uh, but it was defensive breakdowns all the way that led to goals tonight. Oscar so close to getting his first one. What did you think of his game tonight? Uh, I thought he was noticeable early like most of the team. I thought the first half of the game, everyone looked good. And in the second half of the game, it was just, uh, it was just, they just, I don't know. They just got outplayed. They bring Simmons back with an average line. He's not going to produce more than uh, what he did tonight. He needs someone to give him the puck and Val Phil ain't it. Yeah, the issue is um, Simmons really hasn't produced a 5-1-5 with anybody. Uh, and the top two lines are producing. So I, it's tough to uh, – he needs to be better himself. Um, me personally, I need Scott Lawton centering that line. I, you know, I get that um, having whatever the fourth line is, if it's Philpola, Laterra, whoever, uh, it's just not going to be a good line. But I need – I'd rather have three three competent lines than two really good ones and two bad ones. Uh, and I think that's what they have right now, splitting it up the way they do. I think if you move Lawton up, you just kind of lean on those three lines and use the fourth line as little as possible. They need points in the next few games. They absolutely do. Fire Hackstall. He plays our worst and slowest players against the other team's best and fastest. Completely sick of it. It was one of the um, it was one of the issues. It's again one of those the coaching decision making issues. This this Philpola as a shutdown, uh, like checking center is just I I don't know where he's coming up with it. Am I doing post game tomorrow? Um, tomorrow is Thursday. No, I am going to the Ezra Furman concert tomorrow. I will not be uh. I will not be on for this uh, for for this tomorrow night. Brutal penalty call on Haig. Yeah, I thought all the I thought all the penalty calls were weak uh, in the first, but I haven't seen the. Uh, I just 
someone tried to explain I can't what was the uh fourth one, the one they eventually finally scored on in the first. The Limblom high sticking, I just didn't see it. I just missed it. So I don't know about that one. First three I thought all of them are weak. Could Verovia could Verobiev get called up, move Philt Lawton the wing? We need a three C that isn't Philt. Uh no. Listening to uh, I believe it was Bob Rotruck. Uh, the Phantoms announcer uh, tweeted a, co uh, a quote from the Phantoms coach about uh, Vorobiev and just how, like, right now he's just starting to finally, like, get comfortable in the North American game, get, get acclimated to some things. Said he did a lot of good things early on, showed a lot of potential, a lot of flashes, but he's just now getting um, – starting to really get acclimated to, uh, to what's going on down there. So I think it's going to be at least – you know, 2018, 2019, before we see him up here full-time. Uh, Jordan Wheel and Philpola are opportunity killers. Uh, rough to contend. I, I, yeah, I, I think Wheel is a prime, prime for a, um, a... Remember, remember, like, Hartnell in the uh, 2010... 20, 2009-2010 regular season when they went to the Cup, how he just like didn't really have it the same that year. Uh, I think Wheel is fine as, again, I'm not going to say he's a, a, a top six forward because at this point he's proven he isn't, but I think he's fine as a depth scorer, um, you know, when this team is what I think it should be, having Raffle and Wheel on your fourth line is like going to be a nice luxury to have that kind of skill down there. But uh, yeah, he needs to he needs to bury some of his opportunities. Absolutely, it's starting to get frustrating. Why is Reed buried? Laterra and Philpel are trash. I've been asking that question all season. I still uh, I still can't get an answer on it. Uh, this current stretch is more indicative of the team's metal. We play well against good teams, but we're not good enough to beat them. Our glaring inability to break our break out effectively and our terrible overpassing will bury us against good teams who know how to read hockey. I mean, they've beat good teams this year, so I don't know if that's completely true. Is it me or is Gudis always out of position? He's been a lot worse lately. It's uh, I love Radko Gudis, but... He's absolutely not been playing well over the last couple weeks. Flyers have a test tomorrow. Flyers need a spark to get this team back on track. Yeah, they just need – it just feels like they need one complete effort. If they can just put one one game together again. Uh, like they were on track tonight, and they just they just really fell off halfway through the game. Um it just feels like they need one good effort. And, uh, like, one of those games where your bottom six get you a couple. And, you know, and McDonald and Manning and Haig and Gudis don't kill you. Like, they just need one complete game, it feels like, to get back on track. Wasn't tonight the test? We failed. That's the beautiful season. You get as many tests as there are games. Our PK needs to pressure the puck like Pitts uh, does, not sit back and let them set up. I think it's a speed issue. Um, the Flyers don't have a ton of speed on that penalty kill. But I did, I thought they were a little more aggressive early on, in the, especially in the first when they had a couple. I thought uh, Couturier was aggressive. I thought Raffle was aggressive. Uh, I think I even saw Manning jump up and make a couple of plays. So it's. Uh, I think it, it just became a um, – just a volume issue with the PK at the end of the when they finally scored in the uh, in the first period. Got smoked ninety five percent of the game. I must have missed that. If Hack doesn't address these glaring defensive defensive issues by bringing someone up, I can't read that. Um, yeah, it, it needs to be Sanheim. I, I fully believe. The starfish in top form tonight. Someone tweeted me a picture of one of those bear-skinned rugs. Um, those bear-skinned rugs. And that's exactly what McDonald looked like on that 2 and one On the bright side, second power play unit, all young guys. Yeah, it's, it's something, I guess. 
getting really old to see our power play units get get outworked, have to dump every once in a while and win a damn battle. Uh, they're just power plays are like power hitters in baseball. They go through slumps. That's the Flyers are going to have a top 10 power play. They just are. Um but it goes through slumps now and then. That's just what they're in right now. Change of personnel in the power play. Who are you going to take out? Speaking of matchups, I understand the logic of matching Philpola against the Stall line last week. There was no logical reason to match his line versus Crosby tonight. No, there wasn't. Um, I realize you don't want to put that kind of um, you don't want to put that kind of uh, responsibility on on uh, Jake or on uh, on Nolan Patrick's plate, but at the same time. You gave Couturier Malkin when he was that age, so why not? If he's good enough, he'll make the play, and if not, he'll learn from it. Simmons has not been good this year. I really think he doesn't have a spot on this team after next year. The Flyers are getting faster and more skilled, and Simmons is neither of those. Simmons isn't slow. Uh, he'll have a spot if if they want to give him a spot. He's he's never been a good 5-on-5 five -five player. Um, he's been worse this year, which I think has – been due to injury mostly, but he's not, he's always racked up his goals on the power play, and is he is an absolute force on the power play. Only Alex Ovechkin has more power play goals than him. Now, um, will some, would someone else be able to fill that spot? Is it just a is it just that Giroux is that good at getting guys points in the power play? It could be, but uh, I, I like Simmons in the spot he's in. I just think you need to put better depth players around him. If, again, if he's one of your depth players, you're in a good spot. The idea of him not having a spot on the team after next year, it's just about how much money he wants. Uh, if 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 they can give him, to me, a longer deal with a lower cap hit is ideal. I wouldn't mind having him around a while, even if it becomes, a, oh, man, Simmons really got old on us. If it's a lower cap hit, I wouldn't mind that at all. Uh, it's 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 all about the cap space, and I don't want to clog up a bunch with a guy who's probably replaceable, but serves more than a purpose, more of a purpose than what he just gives you on the ice. Um, it's all about the the price to me. Laterra was traded for Shen. They don't want to send him down because he makes a lot and it would look pretty bad. They don't care how things look. Laterra wasn't traded for Shen. Laterra was brought in because they needed to make the salary cap work because he and Shen make similar amounts. And to get to first-round picks, you said, okay, we'll take this bad contract off your books for you. I think Laterra gets bought out. Limblom, zero points. How? That's hockey. 5-2 final is not playing well. This just in. I didn't say they played well. I said they played really well in the first half of the game and then fell off entirely. The Flyers had me believing the first 30 minutes. Then, like the Flyers do, they ripped my heart out and stomped on it. It's not easy being a Flyers fan. If it was easy, anyone could do it. This is when I miss Ed Snyder the most. There's no way he'd stand for this piss-poor coaching and decision-making. Heads would have long since rolled. And what has that got you? Like, they haven't won since 75. They're trying to build something slowly. If heads roll every time there's a rough stretch, you never you never finish the book. You just start it. You're starting a new book. If you never get like, you have to let things play out sometimes. Manning's not getting a two- to three-year deal. The market won't allow it. It's just not happening. Like guys like him don't sign. It's. Is it time to shuffle the top three lines, split up Provy and Ghost? I wouldn't. All right. I can't keep up with the comments. They're just coming in too fast, uh, so I'm just going to scroll down a little. Uh, in your opinion, what do you think we get back for Simmer at the draft? 
or what would you like to see come back has to start with a first round pick and a player. It has to, it has to start with that. I'd love to uh, eventually see Albe Kubel up here for wheel. What's Albe like? I, okay, just pump the brakes. I know we always want to see the new guys, but like Albe Kubel hasn't produced anywhere near the level that Jordan Wheel has in the AHL. So what makes you think he's going to outproduce him up here? Uh, again, it's it's depth scoring. It's not going to be 50, 60 point guys. But I do believe, yes, Wheel having a rough time after the real hot start he had last season, but as a potential, you know, borderline third, probably fourth liner when this team is what it's supposed to be. If he's even here, I'm not married to Jordan Wheel, but as a depth scoring, it's pretty damn good. Yeah, the Ed Snyder stuff. I love Ed Snyder too. You know, he brought hockey to this town, but. It's been 48 years, you know. Thoughts on the lack of intensity tonight? I thought they were plenty intense for the first half of the game. Uh, I thought some penalty calls made them a little more apprehensive because they were just getting phantom whistled for stuff, uh, a couple of calls. Uh, that might have backed them off a little, but I just thought it was um, Pittsburgh, more than anything, just exploited their depth issues tonight. That's what it seemed to be. That was the number one issue to me tonight. When they lose, it's always, oh, they didn't play hard. No, they're playing hard. They just got outplayed by a better team tonight. Uh, but for the first half, uh, before the wheels really started to fall off, I thought they played very well with them. They're not getting swept in the first round. Relax. Heads rolling when there's a rough stretch is why guys like Bobrovsky get traded for picks and JVR gets traded for a fifth defenseman. There you go, John. There you go. Start Alex Lyon tomorrow and see what happens. Morozik has puck control issues. I, w I, I wouldn't mind it at all. As much as I want Latera off the team, I think buying out AMAC would be the better option. He just has too much left. I think, uh, I, uh, what's he got after this year? Still, Is it still three more? Or is it only two more? I can never remember. When the hell did he sign that effing thing? Let's give it a look, folks. This year and two more with more of a cat. So it's... And Laterra only has this year and one more. Yeah, so you're just getting out of it, and it's a shorter buyout. If you buy him out with, with two years left, it's a four-year cap hit. If you buy out Laterra at the end of this year, it's, a, it's only a cap hit for an extra year. So it's, uh, I think that I, I really do believe Andrew McDonald's going to play out his full contract here. It's just hopefully he's used as a sixth defenseman once everyone else is here. Is Joe Flacco elite? He played elite in those playoffs. Simmons should get at least what Evander Kane got, maybe more. Uh, yeah, absolutely, especially considering you look at their reputations. Simmons is the ultimate team guy, and everyone that ever has ever played with Evander Kane has wanted to beat him up. So, Who do we put Sanheim with if we call him up? Uh, I believe he and Gudis were really good this year. I think that was a good pairing that wasn't given a proper uh, a proper shake. Um, but again, that was beginning of the year, Gudis. Gudis since this is – Jesus. Gudis, since his suspension, there we go, uh, hasn't hasn't been the same guy. And honestly, even more recently, he's looked worse. So I don't know. Maybe that would maybe that would be a uh, maybe that would just be they could feed off of each other, and that would bring back his game. But um, that was the pair that worked earlier. So it's probably what I would start with if I called up Sandheim. That said, um, you know, do you want? I guess other than that, Sandheim McDonald is the only other. Do you want Sanheim Haig? I know they depend on Haig like he's not a rookie, but did, 
would they put two rookies together? I doubt it. Uh, Sanheim Manning, that would just uh, – my God. Like, who would come out? You would have to think Manning is the one who would come out, but the coach loves him. Team just needs to ride this out. One good outing and we can right the ship. They like to lose in bunches. We'll be fine. I love the optimism. That was my argument on the show uh, this week. On when the hell was it? Monday. It's just this is a this is a streaky team and they're in a bad stretch right now. I just feel like if they can get one 60 minute effort, one time where they just get everyone to have a good game uh, for one night, it'll just kind of take the pressure back off and they'll get right back to winning some games. Simmons isn't going anywhere. I don't know where all this trade talk is coming from. It's that he has one more year left on his deal, and he's going to probably be more expensive than the Flyers want to spend. Uh, that I kind of expect them to keep him, but I understand where the speculation comes from. Just bridge the gap until Carter Hart is ready. This young core is solid. Let things play out. Provorov will be amazing. Listen, I'm all for that, um, but you should still try to win now because you can. You have enough top-end talent to compete. You just need to fix some depth issues. Um, and I just – I have no idea when Carter Hart's going to be ready, man. Like, goalies are voodoo. There's no just like, oh, yeah, well, Carter Hart will be here in a year and everything will be fine. You know, it could be 2022 before we see Carter Hart here. I don't know. Jordan Wheel, rich man's Jason Ackerson. But a rich man's Jason Ackerson would be an excellent fourth liner. That's the difference. As Jason Ackerson didn't want to skate at this level, Jordan Wheel can. So a rich man's Jason Ackerson would be nice. The refs stole another game. Please let's not blame the refs. Maybe the Pens just a better team. Oh, that's absolutely true. Um but there were at least three calls against the Flyers in the first period that were nonsense. I think officiating is just bad. I think most officials, the game is too fast for them at this point. Uh, former NHLers need to play a bigger role in officiating the game um, because they can think it and see it better than, you know, these referees who never played at this speed, many of them. Um, I think that goes for all sports, not just hockey. Uh, but, I thought it was uh, – someone in the comments said it was noticeable, and it was noticeable tonight. There were just a couple phantom calls. But, again, that is not why they lost. They only allowed the one, uh, the one power play goal, and they came back and took a lead after allowing that goal. So um, that's not why they lost tonight. But at the same time, the officiating was not good. Is Roman Reigns over? Damn right he's over. He gets a reaction. Simmons is going to want to get paid next year, which is why I wouldn't mind seeing him traded, especially if we can move up into the top 10 in the draft. Top 10 would be um, top ten would be surprising. Um, maybe a thing where you send him to St. Louis if their pick falls into the top 10, like they have some lottery luck or something, and you say, let us let let us hold on to this pick if we give you Simmons. And even that with them trading Stasny, I don't know if that makes sense for, for St. Louis. I don't know if you can get into the top 10 with Simmons, but um, I see where you're coming from. Um, it all depends on what kind of price tag uh, Simmons uh, comes with. Um, if you can get him at a, at a bargain cap hit, for a long-term deal, I wouldn't mind that at all because, again, if Simmons starts to age where he really is a third liner and, oh, man, maybe we need to play him on the fourth line, but he's still useful in other roles, penalty killing, power play, maybe you drop him down to the second power play and give them a different look. Nolan Patrick looked good on the first power play. Um, you know, if he continues to – you can still use him just differently – uh, if you're not paying him like a top six forward, which he's going to want to get paid like, uh, I'd have no problem with it, but it's just all about price tag to me. I doubt starting Lyon tonight would have made a difference. Yeah, no, it, it wouldn't have, and I would not have started Lyon tonight. I thought your opportunity to start Lyon was on Sunday. It, it made no sense to start Morozik against Florida. Um, he gave up six in Tampa. It was a back-to-back. -back. It made no sense. It was your third game in four days. It just was dumb. Um, 
now you have you know you're you're up against Pittsburgh and now Boston and then who's Sunday? Uh, Winnipeg on yeah Winnipeg on Sunday and then Vegas on or Winnipeg on Saturday and Vegas on Monday. Like up you've got nothing but good teams now. You want to start your de facto number one, which is Morozik, but at a certain point, like. Uh, it's 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 been every goalie under Hackstall. I don't know why I'm still surprised by the way he handles these goalies, which is poorly. It's my number one complaint about the guy, because everything else, uh, the line matching, the uh, everything else is fixable. But this just seems to be a mindset where it's like, oh yeah, just use the same goalie every single night, and then when he gets hurt, use the other one every single night until he gets hurt, and then the other guy will be back, and we'll just keep repeating this cycle until there's not a goalie left on this planet. Is it a bad thing if the Pens are first in the Metro? If the Flyers maintain third, the Pens will have to beat uh, one of the hot teams making a push right now. I mean, I'd rather see Washington in the first round than Pittsburgh. That's without a doubt. Honestly, the Flyers could probably trade McDonald this summer, especially if they ate, say, 25% or so. Um... I wouldn't rule it out. You got a third-round pick for fucking Zach Ronaldo, so I wouldn't rule anything out. Um, you know, teams make bad decisions with defensemen all the time. See Colin Edmonton. Uh, lots of teams make bad moves with defensemen. Uh, it, it wouldn't be surprising to see if, if he was discounted, like you said, John, like if the Flyers ate 25%, he's only got two years left on his deal. You know, he's that veteran presence. He's that steady defenseman, stay-at-home guy. You can count on him in all situations. Um, notice the sarcasm. Uh, it, it wouldn't surprise me if you were able to do that. But, uh, you know, I just lo- if you've watched him play, why would you give up anything for him? I guess putting Phil Pillow with talented line mates didn't work. Uh, yeah, I was holding out hope that that it, it could potentially wheel and Simmons could kind of drag him along a little, but I just think you need the speed. I think you need Scott Lawton there to make that line work at this point. Uh, same with Neuvert. Nobody will want him. Uh, yeah, I think um, I think Carter Hart and Michael Neuvert are your. Uh, I think they're your Phantoms goalies next year. Could Brock Lesnar beat Rocky? I don't know. Rocky beat Thunderlips. That's a tough one. Um, you know, two thousand four Brock Lesnar. Yeah, he could definitely beat Rocky. But Lesnar now, I don't know. If it's Rocky three, Rocky with the speed. If he's moving like Apollo. If Apollo's still alive and training him. Might have to give it to Rocky there. If we trade AMAC, it will be to a team like Arizona in a package deal, including a prospect or pick, which won't happen. So Mac is here to stay. I would bet it's not because, yes, you're right. It would have to be like, here, take this contract off of our hands and here, have a pick. And Ron Hextall clearly doesn't like trading picks. Bennett trade, and is Howie Roseman the best Philly GM ever? He probably is. I mean, Pat Gillick made some under-the-radar moves, but it's not like uh, he made huge ones. He just kind of had a had a great core. Um, you know, Ruben Amaro just kind of spent money. He brought in some great players, but spent money. Um, yeah, I mean, he's the best I've ever seen. That's That's easy. I mean, who else have I seen? <laughs> how he put together a Super Bowl champion and then decided, yeah, let's bring in Michael Bennett. Why wouldn't we? For those thinking McDonald couldn't be traded, remember every summer a guy like Brooks Orpik, Chris Russell, or Carl Eisner gets signed or traded for. Yeah, no, I, I believe it's possible. I just don't know if the right deal – I just don't see the right deal coming along for the Flyers. 
just hang on. Lots of young talent on this team. This is a new approach for this club. Lots of young talent. Carter Hart waiting in the wings. Provery is a stud. TK is a stud. Limblom, etc. Hey, man, I know. It's just they're in a playoff race now, too. It's not just about the future. There's also stuff happening now. It's fun to look towards the future. Hope is great. But I'm looking at something happening right now, too. Uh, Claude Giroux isn't going to be this good forever. Jake Voracek isn't going to be this good forever. They're here now. TK has great upside, but at this point, he's extremely streaky. I mean, he's not really streaky anymore. He was. Now, what am I looking for? Let's bring up his game logs since he moved to that uh, Since he moved to that line. What was that? That was the uh, 23rd, right? Was that the uh, Festivus party was the 23rd, I think? When we had the uh, party at Xfinity, December 23rd. Yeah, Columbus, the shootout loss. So this goes up to Florida. So it's been 31 games, and he has 27 points, uh, 14 goals, 13 assists. So he's not really streaky anymore. He's had... Let's see. There was a three-game stretch where he didn't have a point. Uh, any other back-to-backs without a point since then? No. That was his only stretch without a point uh, since he's been moved to that line. So he's not really all that streaky anymore. We can't put all our eggs in one basket. You saw what happened with Cal Heater. I don't think anyone was ever depending on Cal Heater. You guys are talking about the draft already, like we're not still in a playoff race. I wish they would play Patrick net front on power play two. He looked great there on power play one. Yeah, I think they just need a different setup for power play two because you're right, he did look good there. But um, he's also their best distributor in that in, on that line. It's not – you have the luxury on power play one to put him there because you have Claude Giroux. Um who's able to distribute the puck. Plus you have Gostas Bear, who's one of the best, you know, offensive defensemen in the league, and Jake Voracek, who does he still lead the league in assists? He got the goal instead of the assist tonight, and I feel like Johnny Hockey had a big game. Let's see if NHL.com is updated. Uh, I'm just looking all sorts of stuff up tonight because I'm having fun hanging out with you guys. You know, it's a, it's a rough one, but not not too bad. Johnny Goudreau has 56 assists. Uh, Blake Wheeler is now tied with Jake uh, with Jake Voracek at 57 apiece. Uh, so he could easily fall out. We won't have uh, – at least we still have – at least we still have – is he still? Let's look. Robert Haig still leads the league in assists, so at least we still have that, guys. We still have Robert Haig leads the league in hits. We've got that. Any updates on Brian Elliott? Um, end of the month probably is my guess. Last week of the month maybe. Where does Stolarz fit next year? Um, my original thought was Morozik Stolarz next year as a tandem. Uh, we'll see how that goes, though. It, it, it has to be about how well Stolarz recovers, where his game is, how rusty he is, what he's able to do training-wise this summer, uh, and also if they retain Morozik. Uh, 
or not. I always, I kind of thought this was going to force them to trade Brian Elliott because he's, you know, 33 years old um, and only has one more year left on the deal, and you don't really have a starter beyond that. So it just looked like Morozik was the uh, was the choice there. But it's just about how the end of this year plays out. I do not think the uh, the crease debate for next year is settled at all uh it's going to be about how this year plays out and what's available in the offseason kind of missing wellwood to be honest he was a young gun that had potential injury ended him in his career too early yeah i think an injury ended his career too early and um he had potential i just don't like like is tonight the night you go oh man if we only had eric wellwood like i you know i like the guy uh hell of a skater um, but I, 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 you know, I have a working PS one and I think McDonald be great on my beer league team. McDonald plays defense the exact same way I play defense in beer league. The only difference being I'm shit faced and he's making $5 million. It pains me to say this, but I'm fine with AMAC for the next four year for the next few years. Yeah, not four. Jesus, at the uh, six seven D roll, other players got uh, got to go that are bigger problems. Yeah, no, I'm fine with Andrew McDonald as a six or something like that. And if his veteran presence really is something that this team depends on, I get it. Um, but you need there can't be guys on the team who are clearly worse than him. Like that's the thing is you have Andrew McDonald, you can't have Brandon Manning who's even worse. Like he needs to be your worst defenseman. That's fine if he is. You can survive that. If he has to play first or second pair of minutes because who if you think he's bad, look at these like then then you're in trouble. My prediction, AMAC will be the seventh D-man for the next two seasons while Sanheim and Moran get NHL time next season. I really hope so. Sanheim, I don't have any concern about. Um, I think he's getting um, – it's worse because he's in the AHL, not getting scratched, not getting put with Vandevelde and stuff like that, uh, like Sanheim was. Um, but I think it's basically going to be that kind of treatment for Sanheim this year. Oh, my God, look what they're doing to him. And it sucks because we want to watch the best possible product. And Sanheim would give them, you know, a better team. But uh, I think next year it will be, oh, he's not even really, you know, a rookie. He got, what did what did Sanheim end up playing? What did, uh, let's see here. Where are you, Travis? What did he play, like 30 games up here? Uh, 35 games, a goal and four assists. So I think, um. Uh, like next year, I think he kind of hits the ground running, and he gets a uh, he gets treated like he's a second year player, even if it's you know he only had the thirty five games, and uh, it's the Moran stuff that worries me. I just don't know how much of a part of the future he is. That said, if he's put in a package and you bring back something better, hell, that's awesome too. Uh, I've just always wanted to see Sam Moran because he was drafted in the first round in twenty thirteen. It's been so long. I just want to see the kid. I want to know if he's good or not. I want to know if he's good or not in this uniform. If he's a bust, he's a bust. You know, whatever. I just want to find out. I want to see him up here. Um, And me personally, you know, I want to see someone throw some punches every now and then. Like, I'd like to see him beat a couple people up in the Flyers uniform before, you know, uh, he's gone. Yeah. so we'll see about him too, but it is a next year thing. I hope he's not waiver exempt next year. So he's either going to be here or be traded, uh, whether he plays or not, if he's here is a different story. Maybe they use him as a seven or something, but uh, he, I, he's probably going to be on the roster. Lear reminds me of Wellwood. Uh, I see that comparison. I could see that. TK reminds me of a quicker Phil Kessel. Uh, who are they comparing him to tonight? Brad Marchand, who? That's a great comparison. Yeah, that was Festivus. Thank you, Steph. Yeah, it was the 23rd when they lost in the shootout to Columbus. And then uh, there have been like five games, that, um, five or six games where Konechny hasn't had a point since then. 
Bordone was another one that didn't get a chance to shine. Can't believe injury ended his career. Real shame. Thought he had potential. Mark Andre, yeah, man, he looked good. He looked good before he got hurt, and then he just had all those post concussion issues. Post concussion issues. It's crazy how guys can just it can just go like that. It's it's your brain. It's not crazy. It's very clear what happens. Your brain gets rattled, and you're never the same. Um, obviously, it's your fucking brain. Uh, but yeah, man, he looked like he was a player. This feels like the 2010 team when we finished the season against the Rangers. Yeah, I was uh, – you guys can't – I have the calendar, Sixers Flyers calendar on my wall. That's what I keep looking at over here. Um, I was looking at the schedule the other day and thinking, you know, they closed with the Rangers again. That's interesting. That's interesting. That was for you, Frankie. Yeah, that's interesting. Lauritsen was worth keeping too, I thought. Hey, man, I loved Oliver Lauritsen. Um, but did he ever – I don't think he ever got another job in the NHL again, right? And, I mean, part of it is probably he was just – yeah. Uh, he went to Sweden and then went to the KHL uh, after the, he got uh, – yeah, he played – 15 games with the Flyers. What was that? Yeah, that was the lockout year, 2013. Went back to the Phantoms, played one game with the Flyers in 2014-15, then went to Sweden, then went to Russia. So it's not like um, – and like I, if he would be a number six defenseman here, he's a number four there. He's just making more money, you know. it's It, it makes sense even if he was good enough to play but not, you know, not all that. Like if he's a if he's Evgeny Medvedev and he can just make more money over there, why wouldn't you? But I liked Lawrence and I liked him a lot. I I found him fun. Uh, I wouldn't have mind keeping him around, but it's not like he became anything. Breaking the Flyers trade rights of Avac to Michael Ellerman for his working PS1. NBC Sports Philly confirms. That would be funny. Uh, that's crazy. You have a, a working PS1. Somebody the other day just texted me, uh, hey, man, do you still have um, – what were they asking me for? I think it was Here Comes the Pain, which is the greatest wrestling game of all time. Uh, let's see. Was it that what he asked for? My buddy Nick. Uh-huh. Where are you, Nick? Do you have your PS2 game? Here comes the pain. I was like, no, dude. (laughs) I sold my PS4 for, uh, I I, I traded it for a plane ticket two summers ago. You think I still have PS2 games? Jesus. Philpa's dumpster fire needs to be in the press box. Lear could have grabbed at least one of those setup passes tonight. Yeah, you just, um, they need someone to play center. I would maybe consider moving Wheel there for a game. Maybe that gets him going. You put him back at center or something. But uh, right now, th- these are your four centers. Like, do you want do you want Laterra at center? Like, is that what someone has to play center? Um, yeah, maybe I would think about playing Wheel there for a game. Um, maybe make him the four C. Go uh, go. Raffle Lawton Simmons third line, and then uh, geez, Lear Wheel and whoever I want Reed, but it'll be you know, it'll be Laterra on the fourth line. Maybe that's not the worst. Maybe Philpola moves the wing. That's not the worst idea. Uh, it's you just have depth issues right now. It's just there's they're not deep enough. That's that was very clear tonight. They're not deep enough. First part of the game, when you're able to get your first line out there and they can dictate the pace, your first two lines, you're fine. But once they start poking those holes in your in your bottom six and your bottom four defensemen, you know, what happens, happened. Who's comparing Patrick to Gretzky? Uh... My guess, uh, if we're talking about setting up behind the net, then, you know, I'm very here for this. We need to be set up behind the net more. I just don't understand how – and this team, it it kills me. Okay, I'm not comparing anyone to Wayne Gretzky. Uh, His numbers speak – he's fucking Wayne Gretzky. Uh, But the guy who has the most goals and the most assists of all time 
His office was behind the net. Wouldn't you make it your business to do what he did? Like, maybe there's something to that. The guy with the most goals and the most assists, this was where he operated from. Maybe there's something to it. I That's just me talking. That's just me talking. Uh, you know, Danny Briere was excellent coming from behind the net. Uh, Mark Recchi ran a power play from behind and from below the goal line, and it was he did very well at it. Like, I just think there's an element to it that uh, if that's what we're talking I didn't see the comment comparing – Patrick to Gretzky, if that's what somebody did. Um, but if that's what we're talking about, that's something I think he'd be excellent at, uh, distributing from below the goal line and then moving to the net front spot, going back behind uh, below the goal line, distributing from there, popping back out. I think that's something, uh, a way you could use him well. Elliot will be back around the time Rosick goes on IR. You must be listening to BSH Radio. I felt bad as soon as I said it, too. I was like, well, you know, he's going to be on IR by the end of next week. And, like, I felt bad because it sounds like I'm wishing injury on him, but I'm not. Like, it's not what I want to see happen at all. I actually very much believe in Miraz. I can think, like, if we had a decent, uh, a better team in front of him, he'd be doing much better. Um, but running him into the ground like this, like, and not just that, like, this is a, he's only been here for a little while, but he was starting to get a lot more starts in Detroit. And I just... It, Seeing how Hackstall has done it with everyone else, what else, what else would happen other than him get hurt? Like, this is what happens to every goalie that Hackstall coaches. What should Hague's nickname nickname be? Uh, Hitman I'm saving for Carter Hart. I'm, I don't care if he's a goalie. Carter, the Hitman Hart, it just, it's just the way things have to be. Patrick has great vision. I'm not saying he is Gretzky, but can make plays from behind the net and move to the front. I very much agree, Chris. You and I agree. Hague the Haymaker. The Hague Maker. Okay. Hague Maker. Something like that. I'm good with that. Will Hackstall break Morozik before Elliot is back? I'm still having those John Muse dreams. Did I actually say it on... Uh, on BSH Radio this week, where I was like, is anyone else fully prepared for John Muse to start a fucking playoff game for the Flyers this year? Because it's going to happen. Going to happen the way this is going. Is it just me, or does the have, or does the, is it just me, or does the puck have a hate on for Oscar Lindblom? <laughs> like, it just will not go in the damn net. Kid, kid deserves a goal or two. Hey, man, he's been everywhere. Um... I was saying it the whole first part of the season before they moved him to the first line with Konechny. He just needs like one, two, or three points. He just needs one breakout game, and it's going to – you ever see the – it's the catch-up effect. You, know, you, you bang on the – that looks funny, what you guys can see with me doing this. That's funny. I just looked down at the screen. But it's like the catch-up bottle effect. Like you're right there, you're right there, and then boom, it goes. Like that's what's going to happen with Limblom. You can just see it. AMAC is the John Bork of hockey players. Uh, does he dress that well? Moran needs to heal and then he'll be here, then he'll be good. He's been injured forever. Yeah, when I talk about Moran, this is a next year thing. The dude needs to get healthy first and foremost. We need injuries to leave us alone. Thought we were going to lose Jake tonight. I really thought um, when I saw uh, when I saw Konechny twisted up, um, trying to come back for that pass. I believe the pass was behind him, and he was going one way and tried to come back for it. I thought it looked a lot like the um, I thought it looked a lot like the plays on which Stamkos and Couturier both injured their meniscus last year. I really thought the worst on that play. Moran's got to be given a chance. I I agree, man. I agree. It'd be hard to see Moran go. I love the way he plays. I just want to see if he's – I enjoy his game. Like, I, I enjoy that kind of game. I just want to know. I just want to know if he's going to be good or not. If he's not, whatever. It was a, it was a former regime's first-round pick five years ago. I just want to know.
Are we running through shitty prospects of old? I think we're just having a good, you know, we've been going for 59 minutes. I think we're just having a good time reminiscing about some guys. And Oliver Lordson was not shitty. He was awesome. Flyers are making far too many passes. Um, yeah, sometimes. Sometimes I think people just want a shot that's not going to go in. But a shot does give you an opportunity, like um, Crosby, his assist tonight on the 2 on one shot gives you an attempt at a rebound. Sometimes you need rebounds too, especially when Simmons is back. We have guys who are good in front of the net, guys who are – Getting to the slot, uh, I thought there were some opportunities to have some rebounds tonight, and they just bounced to the high slot, and nobody happened to be there. Uh, for a team that depends so heavily on point shots, I just feel like we need somebody like in the rebound net front business other than Simmons. It's just, I, you know, just a thought. Uh, you're saying WWF No Mercy for N64 was the best one. Um, it was good. It was good. Here Comes the Pain was the best, though. You could jump out of a helicopter in that game. The crowd kept yelling, shoot. Well, I I feel a personal victory whenever the crowd yells, shoot, and the player does, and it gets blocked. That's like a, you know, I, I like that. I like when that happens. An hour on Kevin Marshall? I could. I could. Defense has been putrid since the game against the Rangers where Noivy got hurt. It, it's really been – there was a point where they were holding it together. Um, it was like, okay, maybe just uh, Amac Haig isn't the worst second pair. It would be a decent third pair. Maybe they're, they're able to hold it together, but – Floodgates have opened since then. You're absolutely right. <laughs> when did you ever, Steph, when did I ever tell you I liked Kevin Marshall? I have, I have no opinion about Kevin Marshall. <laughs> Use those call-ups wisely. They're down to their last one for this season. That's a point as well. Uh, they only get so many call-ups between the trade deadline and the playoffs. Um, so you kind of you kind of are stuck with what you got because you need your call-up in case there's an injury. I think they just have to get back to basics, avoid the breakdowns. It would be great if Morozik could settle in and avoid the rebound issues. Whatever is in the future, he needs to show more than he has of late. That's absolutely true. Um, the defense has been bad. Morozik hasn't been very good either. It's been a uh, been a real symbiotic relationship, whatever the opposite of that is. They're both bad, and it's hurting both. Instead of they depend on each other, it's they both hurt each other. I can't wait until we make Strom amazing and make everyone regret not picking him. Great value pick. Um, I think the easiest thing to fix is skating, just about repetitions and getting someone in your system and getting a good coach on him. Um, yeah, all he does is score. That's yeah, Some things can't be taught. It's really tough to teach hands. It's really tough to teach nose for the net. Um, you can teach skating. Look at Limblom. Limblom had the same issue. Uh, I don't think he was quite – That's I look at Strom, and that's the thing is I didn't have the luxury of having watched uh, Limblom in his earlier years. I've seen Strom play, and, like, I feel like I could fix the skating, let alone, like, a professional skating coach or an NHL organization of some kind. Like, it seems like it would be a simple fix. Like, he's just so straight up and down – like, it just seemed like he looks like he can generate a good stride. It really looks like it would take 
two days. Like one day teaching him the form and the second day just burning it into his head with repetitions, just like doing it over and over until it becomes natural to him. Like I, I have a lot of hope for the kid as a prospect because I look at him and think I could teach him what to do. Um, but it comes down to who's teaching him, how well they teach him and how willing he is to accept his limitations. You know, um, I, I, I know none of these things. I know nothing of, of Strom's personality. So we'll see. Kevin Marshall dancing the knock knock. That's the only thing anyone knows about Kevin Marshall is the knock knock thing. That's it. That's the only thing anyone knows about. Yeah, maybe you like this dance moves to knock knock. I of course did. Lion is up on an emergency recall. Okay, so that doesn't count. I was uh I did not realize that was an emergency. Alright, let's just I think it's Elliot Neuvert again next year. I I don't see. I think Neuvert never plays for the Flyers in the NHL again. Not related to the game, but what prospect are you most excited about? Um, I guess Lindblom's not a prospect anymore. Sanheim has thirty-five NHL games, so he's not a prospect. Phil Myers is wildly exciting. His skill set's crazy if he can stay healthy. Him and him and probably uh and, and Morgan Frost are probably my top two. Um, I mean Morgan Frost is just absolutely insane uh in junior this year. Uh can't wait to see him. I mean, this this draft class has a has a chance to be a really good one. The the twenty seventeen class. I mean, you get Patrick you get Frost, uh, you get Ratcliffe, you get Strom. I mean, they there could be some real winners in this class. All right. Oh, damn. Okay. So we're we're well over an hour. That is all the time I have for you on Facebook Live post game tonight. Uh, it's a lot of fun. Check us out. Uh, you know, you know, you know the drill. Check out our Patreon, BSH Radio. We do a lot of extra content up there. Uh, all sorts of stuff for a pretty cool price. Um, make sure you check out fans of Philly. They still, uh, they're doing the trip to Carolina for St. Patty's day. It's going to be a damn good time. Uh, everyone will enjoy that. Uh, definitely check out fans of Philly. If you've never traveled with them before, if you have, you know how awesome they are. Uh, what else do I have to plug before we're done? I think that's it. Uh, advertise with us. Uh, if you want to advertise on BSH radio, email broadstreethockeyradio at gmail.com. Let us know what your company is. We have all sorts of numbers. We'll discuss a fair price for you. We'll read your ads on the show and do all sorts of promotion for you. Uh, So that's all I got for you. Um, Have a great week, everybody. Hello, I'm Spencer Hall from SB Nation, and I want to tell you about my new show, It Seems Smart. It Seems Smart is a show about people doing things that, for some reason or another, seem smart at the time. Those things might include doing a little cocaine and driving a bike up a mountain. Or, I don't know, maybe racing 100 miles per hour across the country in the middle of the night with no one's permission. Or even stealing a bat from an umpire's room in a Major League Baseball park. Check it out, and if you like it, tell a friend. I'm Spencer Hall. Don't do anything smart.